Customer relations is the company-wide process of nurturing positive relationships with the customers. Every action taken by every person in the business contributes to or distracts from a positive customer relationship. My guest is Dr. Ron Johnson, who wrote a book on the topic and is joining me to explain how to practice a customer service mentality in an unfriendly world. Welcome. This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ideas in ministry, innovative approaches, and collaborative efforts. I'm your host, Dennis Weens, Vice President for Ministry Partnerships at SAT7 USA. My guest today is Dr. Ron Johnson, who has a PhD in philosophy and is a professor at Spring Arbor University in Michigan, and has spent over 22 years in the customer service representative uh, realm. And so, Ron, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thanks, Dennis. Great to be here. It's great to have you. And, you know, this podcast is about fresh ideas and innovative approaches, and you've written a book on the customer service and the imitation of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shouldn't be a fresh idea, but it seems like we need to refresh the idea on how to live Christ in that environment. So welcome. And uh, our podcast title is Practicing a Customer Service Mentality in an Unfriendly World. To me, that indicates there's a problem. How bad is it out there? Well, I think we all know uh, and have personal experience with how bad it's gotten lately. Uh, I'm not just talking about as a customer service representative. I'm talking about any of us in our dealings with each other, especially in social media. It seems to me that social media has allowed us to loosen some of the norms that we always knew we had to be polite to each other, even if we didn't necessarily like or disagree or, or agree with each other on certain things. But lately, it's come to the point where the um, the ugliness is really uh, is really augmented or, or uh, amplified by the fact that we have this social media. The negativity gets heard and it gets heard loudly, and everybody kind of clusters around that. So if it isn't just about politics, it's about anything. It's about you know if I if I like a movie and you don't. Then pretty soon we're calling each other names over it. We're not just disagreeing about the movie itself, but we're uh, we're actually finding ways to dishonor each other. Um, it seems to me that that's you know that's uh, something that we're all pretty familiar with now. Right, and you call it the ugliness. Uh, we could also say uh, disrespect uh, one for the other. Right. Uh, the person you're calling, uh, it's really gotten out of hand. And uh, you were a professor. And then uh, you ended up unemployed, and you got a job in a call center that kind of changed your life. It did. And take us back to that unemployment, and you called. Uh, you took a job in the call center, right. and uh, for over 20 years now, you've been in that uh, environment, and it's really been a journey of faith, and you've learned so much. You've even written a book on it customer service and the imitation of Christ. Uh, take us back to that time of unemployment when you called the call center to get a job. Sure. Well, I, I left uh, a job in management with Western Union. I was in a Western Union call center for four years before I went to graduate school. I started out on the phones as a customer service representative and worked up uh, to operations manager. But I left that to, uh, to get my doctorate in philosophy, believing that uh, what God's plan for me was, was to become a professor and 
go on uh, from there. What I found though was, and everyone had told me that it was competitive out there, um, trying to get a job in any kind of academic position, but especially in fields like philosophy. But what I found was that it, it truly was competitive. And although I had gone to St. Louis University, which is a uh, which is a good uh, a Jesuit university, still uh, it wasn't competitive with people like uh, people who were coming from like Princeton and Harvard and so on. So after a few years of part time uh, and then uh, uh, and then uh, short term contracts with universities. Then in the year of 2000, I, I didn't have anything lined up. And uh, my wife and I had just had our, our child, uh, our first and only child uh, the year before that. And I had to do something. So since I had done customer service before, that's what I went back to again. And I got a day job working for a bank in a customer service call center, uh, thinking that it would be uh, temporary and that I would uh, teach at night. Uh, and then end up getting a tenure track position later. As it has turned out, I've had the day job for, like you say, 22 years, and I've been teaching at night, and I teach now at, at Spring Arbor University. But uh, at first, it was agonizing. Uh, it was, you know, it was very difficult trying to figure out where God was in all this and what, you know, what the purpose of it all was. But as I explain in the book, uh, I began to realize that I was actually quite fortunate. And especially now, given what I've said about the ugliness of the situation now, the way our world has become and so on, I'm extremely fortunate because I'm in a job that reminds me every single morning when I put on this headset, you've got to act in a certain way. You've got to be a certain kind of person. And for me, that is, you know, a follower of Jesus, uh, uh, doing the things that Jesus says, letting Christ minister through me. And I'm, I'm, fortunate that I've, for uh, over 20 years, I've had to actually practice this. Whereas most of us Christians, we know we're supposed to do it, but we're not really prompted every single day to practice it. And I, you know, you know as, as difficult as the journey has been, uh, that's one thing I thank God for every day, that I am given that prompt. Right. And you've uh, learned so much, um, in that journey of 20-some years uh, from where you started, uh, talk to us a little bit about that spiritual journey and now looking back, some of the highlights that uh, you've learned. Well, customer service, uh, one of the uh, uh, hallmarks of that, I guess, is that you have to be ready at any moment for somebody to come on the line and start yelling at you and even cursing you and so on. So I immediately began to realize that this was a great opportunity to practice what Jesus says about blessing those who are cursing you. And it, it's difficult to do that if you try to do it in a piecemeal fashion. If you try to do it, you know, at that moment, you try to find some way to not get angry when somebody is uh, is coming out swinging like that. But what I, what I developed over the years was a certain, um, I guess, a certain way of approaching my Christian life that I think would be helpful to all of us now to remember. The first thing is that I focus on Christ. It, it just does not lie within my heart to love people who are coming on the line yelling at me. But it does, uh, it does lie in his. He is the uh, lover of all people. And when I focus on him and practice his presence, then I'm reminded that it's not for me to try to minister to this person. It's for me to be a, a receptacle for Jesus to minister to them through me. 
And so that's the first thing that I try to do. And as I talk about in the book, I've developed a, what I call the three-way uh, CSR or customer service uh, representative, the three-way CSR conversation, which is I'm talking to the customer, but I'm also talking to, to God all the time and asking God, okay, how can I help this person? Because I, some, a lot of the times I just don't know. So it begins with that, with focusing on, on Jesus Christ and in letting him uh, minister through us. But the second thing is very, very important, at least in my line of work, and I think it's important to all of us now in this, uh, like I say, this uh, ugly world we're living in now, is to earnestly pursue love, as we're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Earnestly pursue love. Out of all the things that I could do as a follower of Jesus, for me, Every morning when I put on this headset, that's the most important thing for me to be doing, to be earnestly pursuing love. And I particularly like the passage in um, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, where it tells us that we, our, our focus should be on trying to, to, uh, to really know the, the true dimensions of God's love, the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of it, and so that we are fulled, filled with the fullness of the love of God. And for me, you know, that's really my, my focus each day um, is that, sure, I did good yesterday, you know, and, and, I, and I got through some tough conversations yesterday, but I'm not there yet. Until I'm there where I'm filled with the fullness of the love of Jesus Christ inside me, I've still got work to do. And so that, that's something that I still continue to try to practice every day. I was listening to one of your chapters in your audio book uh, last night, and uh, one thing that stood out in that book is you come to work, you put that headset on, but you want to serve. You, you approach your work in an attitude of whoever calls in, you want to serve them, and you want to do it well in the imitation of Christ. So I thought that was really good. Uh, maybe talk about your book that you wrote, uh, Customer Service and the Imitation of Christ, uh, and how people maybe can get that, because I think uh, everybody should be listening and applying what you've learned. It's so practical. Well, thank you. Well, the, uh, the easiest way to uh, uh, find out more about my book or about any of the uh, things I'm talking about is ronaldrjohnson.com. And uh, that website has all the links to, uh, uh, to everything uh, that I'm writing and working on now. And I'll put those uh, links in the notes of this podcast as well, so you'll have hyperlinks to his resources, Dr. Uh, Ron Johnson, as well as you can get it on Amazon as well, I suppose. And uh, talk to us. Uh, you went through unemployment. I think a lot of people uh, go through unemployment uh, or leaving their jobs. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that uh, struggle. You went through it. Uh, you learned some lessons. Uh, maybe mention something that helped you, help some of our listeners. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the difficult part after I had uh, uh, gotten my PhD was that I, uh, uh, I found people very unreceptive, not only because of the doctorate, but because I had already been a manager. So uh, often what I heard was, well, you know, uh, you're overqualified. And um, I've been told that also through the, all the years that I've been doing this customer service job, I've, I'm still basically at pretty close to entry-level job, even after over 20 years. And I've tried for you know, other things, but I, once again, there is that 
there is that worry on the part of managers. Oh, you'll be bored. Um, you're overqualified for this job, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, so yeah, so I have had a lot of experience with that. And it is, anybody who's been through it knows how frustrating it is. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who, you know, this is one of the things that really makes people doubt um, God's love for them, God's power in their lives and so on. It can be extremely frustrating. And I know that. And, you know, for me, I, I guess my experience has been much more in being what you would call underemployed than unemployed. Um, I suppose you could say that, you know, that's been uh, that's been the, uh, the thing I've had the most experience with. All I know is this. Every day. I uh, am able, uh, if I just will uh, allow myself to be and, and to, to calm my, my fears and my doubts, I am able to commune with the spirit of the God who created all of us, uh, who created the universe, and I'm aware of his presence, and I know he loves me, and I know he knows me. And then he and I just do the best we can in this world. Now, I'm fortunate. I've got a job. It's not the job I wanted, but I've got one, and, I, and I'm fortunate in that respect. I also have been in that situation where I have not had a job. And um, all I can say is that in each of those cases, uh, uh, I am glad at least that I did not give up on or throw away this wonderful gift of, uh, of God's presence with me. So I encourage you to get uh, Dr. Johnson's audio book. And he's written some other books as well. Uh, get on his website, uh, www.ronaldrjohnson.com. And uh, read some of the resources, listen to the resources, and then there's ways to contact him through the website. And he'll be glad to follow up and help you in your journey as well. And again, uh, thank you for joining us on this Unconventional Ministry podcast. And uh, Ron, thank you for reaching out. And you can go to sat7usa.org slash podcast and then scroll to the bottom like Ron did. And you can submit your idea for a podcast. And Ron, I thank you for reaching out because this is a refreshing idea in the customer service representative environment to be um, an imitation of Christ and what he's done for us and want to serve people that call in. So thank you, Ron, for joining us and being a guest and enlightening us in this important subject. Thank you so much, Dennis. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7 as a broadcast media ministry is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you.